As you can see, it's Ruth chapter 4, verses 9 to 17. Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, Today you are witnesses that I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilion, and Marlon. I've also acquired Ruth, the Moabitess, Marlon's widow, as my wife, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property, so that his name will not disappear from amongst his family or from the town records. Today you are witnesses. Then the elders and all those at the gate said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home, like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the house of Israel. May you have standing in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. Through the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a kinsman redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child, laid him in her lap and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. So Ruth chapter 4. The book of Ruth is all about redemption. And in this final chapter, we discover what redemption is like. For Ruth and Naomi, redemption restores life. It purchases back one's place, one's identity, one's rights. It creates family, home, security, inheritance, and a future. Redemption for Naomi and Ruth meant the restoration of their hope, something that you may remember Naomi seemed to have lost at the beginning of this book. But I want you to also notice that redemption spills out beyond them. The results of redemption in their lives become the celebration of the whole community in Bethlehem in this chapter. It seems to make everyone more hopeful. And by the end of the book, it leads to the hope of redemption for everyone in ancient Israel because it leads to King David. And ultimately, that leads to the hope of redemption for the whole world through the Messiah who would come from David's line. So redemption really does change things and its effects spread. They become far reaching. Jesus once said that the kingdom of God is like that. He said it's like a little bit of yeast whose effects spread and eventually fill the whole dough. So while Boaz and Obed are both described as redeemers in this chapter, God is, of course, the redeemer above all of it. He is the one whose grace has been working in and through everything that has happened in these people's lives, and he's the one who will continue to work his redemption through the generations that follow in that genealogy at the end. 
And as Christians, of course, we then go even further beyond that list of names because we remember that Jesus Christ, the eventual son of Ruth and son of David, and in fact, son of God, that he later becomes described as the redeemer of the whole world, our redeemer today, now, whose redemption is bringing newness to all creation. God is still bringing about redemption now, today, through his son, Jesus. So what do we think about? What do we think of when we think about this redemption? Well, if we go back to the Old Testament, redeemers, what were they? Well, redeemers were members of a family or an extended tribal group who came to the rescue when someone was found in need, and particularly when something important had been lost or taken away and there was no way for that person to regain it. God said that a family redeemer should come to the rescue and restore what had been lost, recover the one who was in need. And that could come, that redemption could come in different forms, practical, economic, spiritual, all sorts of things. But some of, some of the most concrete examples that we read of in the Old Testament are these. Uh, so firstly, a redeemer in the Old Testament would purchase someone's freedom from slavery or, or from debt uh, or from poverty. He, the, a redeemer would come and purchase, buy back, bail them out or purchase their freedom. And sometimes those things were linked in the ancient world because a person might become so destitute that they had to actually sell themselves into slavery. But you see, a redeemer was then supposed to come and purchase back their freedom. Another example was that a redeemer would restore justice to someone who had been wronged and denied justice. The redeemer should come and make sure that justice was recovered and, and restored and that things were therefore repaired. Another particularly important thing in ancient Israel was that a redeemer would buy back a family's land for them if it had been lost or, or taken away or whatever. Again, perhaps it had been, they'd had to sell it through poverty. The redeemer would come and buy that land back for them. And the reason that was so important was because God had said everyone has a share in the inheritance. Everyone in the community should retain a place a home, a share in the inheritance that God had given. Everyone should have a home and a, a share in the promised land. Um, and that, by the way, so a redeemer should come and make sure if somebody had lost their place, that that was brought back for them. And that happens here in Ruth, of course, when Boaz buys the piece of land that belonged to Elimelech and his sons. And he bought it so that it could remain with Naomi and her place and her family's place would not be lost. And just one more, at other times, a redeemer would even provide a son to a widow who was left without a son. And that was in order to prevent that family's name being entirely lost to the community. And of course, it was also in order to provide for that widow's future, that family's future. And that too, of course, is relevant here because that happens here in the book of Ruth. Uh, because Boaz marries Ruth and he takes her and Naomi under his wing 
and then provides a son to Ruth, who notice is also described as a son for Naomi, because that child, it says, will be her redeemer. Long after Boaz is gone, that child, Obed, will be a redeemer for that family into Naomi's old age and beyond. Now, those were some concrete examples of what a redeemer did and what redemption was in the Old Testament. And they are all about recovering what was lost. Recovery of freedom, re recovery of justice, recovery of life and identity and family and place and future. And you can imagine, therefore, what a source of hope and deliverance a redeemer was to those in need. As long as they appeared, as long as a kinsman redeemer did step up and do what God has said they must and redeem those who were desperately in need. But remember, as we said, God is described as a redeemer as well. So all of this flows out of who God is. God doesn't just say this is how you should live because, well, let's give it a try. This is all about who God is. And the very character of God is also best for us as we live in reflection of him. So God is also described as a redeemer. So, for example, when God rescued the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt, or when he rescued her from her foes later on, or when he took her, it says he'd taken her as his bride in covenant, or when he called the Israelites his own son, that those phrases are all about redemption. In Isaiah 43, God says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. So the point of redemption, in a way, was this. You are not on your own. You are not without a helper. God is a redeemer, and he will rescue you. And so the reason redemption matters so much to God is because it describes exactly who he is. He is a God who rescues the needy, who recovers what is lost. And Jesus, of course, said that too, that he had come to seek and to save what was lost. Christ is our redeemer. And the point for us is, you know, in our lives today, sometimes we experience loss of various kinds, don't we? And redemption is about the fact that God can restore things. He can recover us from whatever slavery or debt or hopelessness we may experience. God's redemption is about him re-establishing us in some way or another. Why? In order to put us back on our feet and lead us together with himself into the future with hope. Why does God redeem? So that, so that any kind of loss that we may experience in life, that loss will not be the only thing we can talk about. That loss will not forever define how things must be. God is a redeemer so that a future is possible, like it was here now for, Boaz, uh, for Ruth and Naomi. God is a redeemer in our lives so that for us a future is possible and is opened up in new and good and hopeful ways. And remember that even death itself has lost its sting because of that, because Christ is our redeemer and he has died and risen again for us. He redeems us, rescues us even from the grave 
in his resurrection. Do you remember at the beginning of this book of Ruth in chapter one? Do you remember how Naomi at that point, she had lost everything and she thought it was impossible that any kind of hopeful future could be ahead of her. She said, didn't she, don't call me Naomi anymore, uh, which means pleasant or sweet. She said, no, call me Mara now, and that means bitter, because she said, everything's lost, everything. There's no hope. She said, I can never have a husband or a son to turn things around for me. She said, I went away full, but I've come back empty. And she said, just call me that from now on, because that's all there is for me. But what a contrast by chapter four. Here in chapter four, things have changed so much. Redemption has restored the hope and life and future and fullness that Naomi once thought was just impossible. And Naomi now can be called Naomi again because she holds a grandchild in her arms. And Boaz has brought her and Ruth under his wing and their place and their future is secure. And the community says, it is God who's done this for you. He's the one, God has not abandoned you. He's not left you without redemption like you thought he may have done. He's provided for you a redeemer, first Boaz, and then in the years to come, the child Obed, who will provide for Naomi and bring her joy. So God had given this family a son to provide redemption. And that is like how in a bigger sense, God gave his own son, Jesus, to provide redemption for us and for the world. What does that mean? It means the recovery of what was lost to us, the restoration of what has become broken in our lives and our world, the securing of what maybe seems beyond hope for us or for the world. The redemption of Jesus Christ means the ability, he has the ability to lead us out of our captivities and loss. Now, I don't want to be specific about what that might be in your life right now. Because like in the Old Testament, redemption can come in different ways for different reasons. And I don't want to be specific about how exactly God's redemption will bring you to a place of restoration. Or, you know, in other words, I don't want to be specific about, you know, you may be in a position at the moment in your life, and I'm not going to be specific about how God can bring you through so that you can look ahead in a hopeful way. But I do know this, that God is and always has been a God of redemption. Job was able to famously say that in, in his complete loss. He said, one thing he knew, I know that my Redeemer lives. And perhaps that was all at the, that point he could hold on to, but it's such an important thing. Christ is our Redeemer. Peter in the New Testament says this, it, it, and Peter's trying to point out, you know, if they hope for redemption in the past, how much more us in Christ? Peter says this, remember, you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold. You know, it wasn't just for you and me, it's not just someone with some cash coming along. 
You were not redeemed with perishable things, he says, like silver or gold from the emptiness you once knew. You were redeemed, he says, with the precious blood of Christ. The price that the Redeemer Jesus has paid to set us free and bring us out of our sin and emptiness and loss, the price he paid was his very own life on the cross. His life, his death, his resurrection are our redemption. He is the one who gives us hope. His death was given to buy us back. His risen life is God's gift of life for us all. And the New Testament points out that that recovery, which we call redemption, it can indeed come in many different ways for our lives. Sometimes the New Testament says we're redeemed from our sin or our slavery, slavery to sin or from our debt to sin or our guilt in sin. We've read, haven't we, in the Bible, first thing when I started, we have redemption through Christ's blood and one thing that means is this, the forgiveness of our sins. But elsewhere, the New Testament says we've been rescued from the slavery of our fear of death, that's in Hebrews, or from our, the grasp of, of evil. You know, he who has the power of death has hold of us. Christ frees us from that and from our fear of what may be. Elsewhere in the New Testament, uh, as I've just mentioned, Peter says, what, what does he say? He says, you were, you were redeemed from an empty way of life that had been handed down to you. Christ restores us to fullness of life instead. Elsewhere, redemption is about God bringing us out of hostility and into reconciliation and peace. Reconciled to God himself, but also to one another in Christ. Or we're, sometimes it's described very similar to the Old Testament idea of the Redeemer adopting uh, us into his family, providing uh, a family for us. In the New Testament, we're redeemed into God's family through Christ, like children adopted or even born of God into his family. And Jesus pictured us, of course, as lost sheep. But he, he said that he, the good shepherd, came to find us, recover us, give his life for the sheep and carry us home to where we need to be with God. And all of those things in the New Testament are drawing on those Old Testament descriptions of what redemption is like and what a redeemer does. And for us, Christ is that redeemer. Fear not, he says, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Our lives today, we can experience that redemption from God, his rebuilding, his restoring, his recovering, his renewing work in our lives. But remember, just like in the book of Ruth, it shouldn't just stop there. The redemption spreads out to the community in this book. They become more hopeful because of Ruth and Boaz and Naomi and Obed. Well, how wonderful if people can say that about us as Christians and as a church too, in our community. It should become, redemption should also become the kind of thing we do, like, like it was the kind of thing Boaz did for Ruth and Naomi. It should flow from us to others. We need to look out for those who are in situations of loss where they can't recover themselves. 
where they need a kind of redemption. People in our culture or situations even in the world at large where there are people who are utterly lost and where there perhaps is no voice to speak for them or no help being given to them. Like the yeast in the dough that Jesus gave as a picture, God's redemption should be spreading so that it touches other people's lives through us. But we must always remember the very concrete, real-life reality of what redemption means in the Bible. It is actual transformed lives and communities. Ultimately, in Christ, it can be a transformed world. It will be a new creation. And so when the New Testament does describe Jesus as our Redeemer and speaks of the redemption that you and I today have in him, it means that in real and concrete terms. It means changed lives. It means healed communities through the love of Christ. Every bit as, it, as much as it meant the changed lives of Naomi and Ruth and the community that celebrated here in Bethlehem in Ruth 4. Colossians chapter 1 says, We give thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and he has brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins. Well, may God make his redemption known to us in our lives, and may he also make it known through us as we bring healing and hope and restoring grace to the world around us. Amen.